Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. It's the list in your boy at Fightful.com with Jimmy Van and Sean Rossap. They're on fire. Boom shakalaka. 200 strong. What's up, you guys? Sean Rossap, Fightful Wrestling. Listen, your boy. It is June 29th, 2022. Jimmy has a Ziploc bag full of crack right there on the desk. He is. <laughs> I got to get up for the show, Sean. A whole bag of mess right there. It's a nice blue tint. Yeah. Uh, what do you got in that bag? What in the world is in that bag? What you got in that bag? You know how I said I came across stuff in a box? Yeah. We're like cleaning out an office and I came across stuff. So uh, some of the other stuff I came across, I want to show some of this stuff off from time to time. This is a Kenny Omega Funko Pop. Oh, wow. And it's autographed by Kenny Omega. And I don't recall exactly where I got it. I think I think it was given to me by uh, by a former employee. I think so. Uh, so I came across that, and then I came across a whole whack of these Sean Ross oh, sap buttons. God. And so that that gentleman in England, Josh, that uh, that I, I sent him a hat and a T-shirt. I sent him one of these because I figured, hey, I had a whole bunch. So there you go, a Sean Ross sap button. Beautiful. What a what a what a great oh. Do you remember these, Sean? Two sizes of bumper sticker. I do. Those are cool. I like those. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. Two sizes of bumper sticker right there. I designed that myself, Sean. Did you know that? Did you? Yep. Well, they're, yes, they're I did. actually. I actually really enjoy those. I like those. I think those would sell well. Good. I think they're on the website. If you go to shop.fifle.com, I think they're there. There you go. So check that out. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. About to head out to Vegas and. Man, it's so funny. I was like, I'm going to calm down the traveling this year, going to calm it down. And I have skipped a few trips. Like, I didn't do Vegas in May. I didn't do Chicago this past weekend. And I'm so happy that I didn't. But when there are opportunities to get interviews, I'm like, okay, I'll travel. So this Friday, I've got WWE Media. Uh, I'm filming a show at Blue Wire Studios Friday as well. Then Saturday, we have a media event with the Special Olympics and Drew McIntyre, which I'm very excited for. 
Uh, my wife is a special education teacher, so she's very excited about that cool. as well. Money in the Bank Saturday. Then we're heading to Blue Wire Studios again right after Money in the Bank, which I'm hoping stays at about six matches now because <laughs> I got a plane to catch immediately. Um, but something tells me I'll be waiting until 7 in the morning to catch another flight because I, I almost guarantee I'm going to miss my flight. Are you going live to Money in the Bank? Yeah, going live to Money in the oh, Bank. You are. Okay. And then getting across town, I don't think traffic will be as bad because the UFC show will still be going on right then. So a lot of people are going to be off the street then. But then uh, I, I've got a Louisville trip soon. I've got to go back and forth to Cincinnati a couple times. Maybe maybe up north a time or two. We'll see. Uh, and then... He means northern Kentucky. Yeah, northern Kentucky. Then, gosh, Nashville and L.A. all in a month. It's going to be the the craziest travel month i've ever had in my life you know when i first met sean in 2016 the farthest he'd ever been was gary indiana and now ever since he's me now he's flying all over the damn that's not true the furthest west i had been was indianapolis which i think is pretty close not not as far as gary indiana the furthest north i had been was columbus and i I, i'd been like florida and stuff like that but Gotta love Sean Ross Sapp. I'll let the cat out of the bag. I told Sean there's a good chance that we're doing our next company ball game second week of July. And I said, it's not confirmed yet, but a good chance. And if we, if we do it, I'm going to bring you in. Within like an hour, he's tweeting RJ City saying, hey, bud. And I was like, well, we haven't confirmed it yet. <laughs> That's what I do. That's I post shit do. before it's confirmed. That's what you do. That's I make a lot of money for you doing yeah, that, yeah, Jimmy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guys, uh. Leave a thumbs up on this video. Get your super chats and your humper chats in. That allows you to get your question or statement read on the air. This show brought to you by NordVPN.com slash Fightful. But uh, FightfulSelect.com, how about this? Right before I went on the air, I posted uh, details on Maria Canellis' conversation with Tony Khan and her contract status with Impact. But... um, I got another interesting interview set for about five. So if as long as it happens, uh, I'll have some news from that too. And it's something you guys have been asking me a lot about today. So plenty to talk about. And let's get into some super chats and humper chats. Anakin says, on my way to Detroit for blood and guts, listening to you guys will be the first wrestling show I've watched since Raw after Mania. As I've been dealing with some depression after my grandpa passed, hoping the show reignites my love for wrestling. Well, buddy, I'm sorry. Uh, I happen to know Anakin pretty well. He's a good dude, and I bet your grandpa was uh, very proud of you. And he'd want you to be happy. He'd want you to have fun with your friends as well. Van Twinblade says, look up in the sky. It's a bird in the plane. No, it's Dirt Sheet Boy and the Money Man. <laughs> anyway, are we going to get a special stream uh, for Grapsity Humpers that we didn't get Saturday due to technical difficulties? Uh, those will be passed along. I'm going to get Luis on that, and like th- those will be passed in. And those will be read. Uh, we will make sure that you get your money's worth. Absolutely. I Grab do want to. guys are killing it, by the way. Those guys are killing it. They're doing great. I, I, I always, they're like, they're the reason I don't go to the AEW shows anymore. Because they yeah. get approved. So I'm like, all right, we can pay I saw Will. in the front row for Bidding Yeah, Lord. and I'm so happy with how they're done. And hopefully they're a part of Fightful for a long time to come. Uh, programming note, though. Next Monday, we will not have a live Raw post-show as it's Independence Day. I assume people will just not be home. So we're going to do it at 1 p.m. on Tuesday, myself and Denise. And then, um, assuming Jimmy gets that date (laughs) confirmed, uh, 
for the ball game. Will is going to fill in for me on uh, that Monday's episode of the WWE Raw post show. So you guys, listen, bringing in the big names to replace me. And Jay Wick says, any Bound for Glory location information? Stay tuned to FightfulSelect.com. We'll have more on that uh, in the coming weeks probably. But <laughs> Based Maritimer says, with Tony Khan mentioning last week AEW be coming to Canada in the near future, what's the possibility that Toronto gets full gear or a big dynamite this year? We need to show up that Forbidden Door crowd. Sean, what shape are the AEW ring posts? I don't pay attention. I would assume like a cylinder. I would assume cylinder. I mean, WWE puts those uh, video screens on theirs, but I haven't yeah. paid attention to AEW's. In terms of Canada, I think Toronto, without question, is going to be tops on their list because yeah. the, the cons have the Four Seasons Hotel in downtown Toronto or midtown Toronto. Is that, that where you're going to put me up at whenever I come to town, Jimmy? Any other Super Chats? Well, we got Tom Bollinger telling me to enable gifting mode on this channel. Okay, I don't know what that is, um, but we will make it happen. I wish they'd do that on Patreon. That was like too. Twitch, sort of. I, I wish they would do that on Patreon, big time. But I also need to pull up twitch.tv slash Fightful Gaming because we are simulcasting there as well. We would we would greatly appreciate if you all check this out on Twitch. But um, Heavy Metal, Chris says, kind of off topic, but AEW surely are missing out on a big opportunity by not having Sunny Kiss in the baddies. I thought that Sunny Kiss would be a great fit for the baddies and the type of energy that they bring Jimmy. And it's something that a lot of people tweet about. I mean, sometimes what everybody just says is the right thing to do. Like everybody said Stokely should be with Jade Cargill and they just did it. I think this is the right thing to do. And they could, they still could. Yeah. You know, it's not like it's set in stone yet, but uh, I like that Jade is like the, at the forefront of a faction. Yeah, because you know we put over Jade so much, and and, and I, I again will go on record. She's going to be the biggest star male or female in that company uh, at some point. So, but they could still do it. There, there, there's still plenty of time for that. Eloquent asked if I've seen any of the wild tapings on YouTube. What do you think? I saw the trailer. They need some real in-ring experience on that show, and I ain't talking about just Tessa Blanchard, who ain't going to be there. I think the method that they were originally going to go, which was get nationally and globally exposed female talent to get people to go, oh my gosh, I remember them, I'll tune in. I think that was probably a better method than what they're going with, but they're they're putting all their money on people tuning in just to hear AJ Lee's voice, it sounds like. I was going to say, what is the method? So that's the method. Let, let's hope that AJ can draw them in. They were originally trying to contact like Jessamyn Duke, Marina Shafir, Lana, people like that. And... Then when they landed AJ Lee, they changed the entire business model. And that's not an AJ Lee at all. Yep. But it became the Tessa Blanchard reclamation project. They were able to bring back a few people from the previous iteration of WoW, but then they wanted to hire a lot of new faces. Um, I think you need some familiar faces as well. Mass production. I haven't seen it. How's the production? Production looks pretty good. It's okay. All right. So they got money. They're pumping money in for YouTube. Yeah. Looks, looks Tough. pretty good. Yeah. Um, Matt Reichel says, Hey, Sean and Jimmy saw Raj's tweet about Sasha. Oh boy. Have fun in Vegas. Sean and Denise, I think hates clowns. I mean, Denise is hating herself as she hates clowns. I'm trying to find out more about this guys. Um, Joel says Raj has doubled down and says the rumor that WWE are trying to smooth things over with Sasha is why no comment has been made. Do you have any update on that? I'm asking. I'm always asking. Uh, every day I'm asking. 
And I have not heard of any internal change as far as what WWE is doing with their roster, like, or, or the, the website roster, anything like that. Haven't heard anything as of yet. Have you talked to Raj since he posted that? Yes. What did he mean when he said um, she has been removed from the roster page because they're trying to smooth things over? That meant they... Okay, not since that. I thought you meant since the original. No, the, the one he just posted. No, I would... Well, I would imagine he means they're trying to smooth things over and get her to come back in. Why would you release her then? I don't know. I don't know. Any sense at all. Unless maybe it was a situation where she was like, she drew a hard line. Like, I don't even want to talk to you guys unless you do this for me. Yeah. Otherwise, why would you release her? That doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Um, I guess ESPN has just reported something that we reported a while back. Valerie Lareda signed a multi-year deal with WWE. That's good. She's Bellator talent. Um, so I, I've got some information on that. I'm actually going to retweet that out there. But WWE dipping into the MMA pool, how do you feel about that? Great, because we, we, we've we seen the precedence, the, the ability for some of these people to cross over. Uh, and, you know, Riddle and Ronda Rousey, I mean, you know, they're elite level talents. And others like Cain Velasquez, you know, they didn't do quite as well. But we've seen that there's a natural crossover there between those two worlds. And that's why Fightful essentially got started is because I had recognized going back six years ago that there was this natural crossover. And so uh, I'm all for it. To me, it makes a lot of sense. I'm kind of surprised Cyborg hasn't done it yet because I could see her maybe being good at it. And, And like Paige Van Zandt, I think, has done a really good job. Although with Paige, it's been more character work than in ring. But yeah. uh, but we're seeing a lot, a lot of crossover between MMA and pro wrestling, and I don't I don't know why that would uh, discontinue. I think it'll just keep keep happening. <coughs> uh, uh, yeah, right. Choking, choking here. Nicholas Olson says, as an interim champion, is Mox now considered a two time champion, even if he loses to Punk when he returns? Well, that's for Tony Khan to kind of determine because it's his company and he makes the rules. I like the way that the the champions are set up on Wikipedia in the UFC where there's a little annotation underneath it that they're an interim champion. Um, It's all in the eyes of the beholder, and that's part of the story there, I think. Yeah, and like you said, like this this is, you know, predetermined entertainment. So like you said, they can do whatever the hell they want. I I think that just for simplicity's sake, Tony Khan probably is just going to refer to him as a two-time champion, just to make it simple. And hopefully the interim thing doesn't occur too often. I mean, this was a unique situation because, you know, Punk got hurt. Forbidden Door was a major show. So it was a unique thing, but hopefully it doesn't have to happen too often. But you got on the list, Jimmy. Well, I was going to, I want to talk about Forbidden Door. So I was at a town last weekend. You talk about shitty luck. I was at a town last weekend. And so I wasn't able to see it live. I've seen some of it now and I'm going to catch up on the rest of it over the weekend. Uh, Seems like it was really well received. They they did a live gate of over a million bucks. Tony Khan says it did over five million in pay per view revenue. We saw Claudio Castagnoli debut, the former uh, Cesaro. But I wanted to ask you about something. So the injury bug has bitten AEW hard, like really, really hard. And just looking at the list of names, if you include Forbidden Door, Dax Harwood and Punk and Brian and Kenny Omega, Jungle Boy, Kyle O'Reilly, Red Velvet, Anthony Bowens, Layla Hirsch, Scorpio Sky, The Bunny, Buddy Matthews, Lee Johnson. You look at the typical WWE television format. Typically in WWE, you might have one match that goes 15 plus minutes. For the most part, everything is under 10 minutes in WWE. 
Uh, and they do a lot of rest spots before or after a commercial break. That's just kind of how they do it. Yeah. AEW, they have a lot more balls to the wall in ring, and they always have. And so my question for you is, given that AEW's bread and butter is television, do you think they need to slow it down in the ring to protect the health of the talent because now the injuries are starting to rack up? Or do you think that this is just one of these rare instances where it just all kind of came crashing down at once? So, I mean, I saw the thumbnail and I was like, oh my God, people are going to. That's why I did it. I know you did. Because <laughs> that's you. Yeah. But um, I remember one of the darkest periods in which I covered wrestling was like late 2015. And it was just so, like, so many injuries in WWE. And they had to emergency put Sheamus in the main event, who, if it were Sheamus today, I'd be much more excited than Sheamus 2015 because. He's the best he's ever been in the ring the last few years. But it's it's unfortunate. And like this style is what sets AEW apart. It's what people want to see because they don't want to see the sanitized WWE thing. And we have seen several periods in which WWE has had just a ton of people sidelined and out of action and, and not doing well. And... We got people like this, all due respect, who says, if AEW listens to their fan base, then they'll keep getting injuries. Well, buddy, what happens if they don't listen to their fan base? What happens then? Their fan base hits the bricks, gets out of there, finds something else to do. You want to appeal to your fan base. You want to you want that to be a thing. And I mean, look at the WWE injury list right now, too. And just them completely missing people sasha and naomi are are gone they've hit the bricks right now randy orton is out who knows how long cody rhodes is out you got charlotte who is taking time off Big E has a broken neck like bailey has been out for a year like those are some really big names that they have out too uh but man AEW is getting hard hit especially hard right now you got like all of undisputed air then you've got people like mjf who aren't on the show hikaru shida is in japan right now so that hurts uh, i spoke to kenny omega about all the stuff he went through and right now they're missing so many top talent that it really highlights um how bad it is because you got punk danielson all of undisputed era you got omega it's rough right now. John Moxley might be banged up is what, what's being claimed. Like they needed this new Japan integration. They needed mm -hmm. Okada and Tanahashi and all these big names on the show. I just think it's an unfortunate time. Their style is more physical. Mm -hmm. However, they get more time off. They get time off. Just period. They get time off. They don't do house shows. Mm -hmm. um, I think there is enough to kind of give back to lend to the, the healing process of AEW talent to where it justifies some of the physicality that they face and injuries are going to happen. Like you, you never know what might cause an injury. You, you never know what might cause an injury. I was thinking about Kevin Nash just walking across the ring. Yeah. Anything yeah. can happen. Um, and I mean, even like if you look out uh, on the independent circuit right now, like Brooke Havoc, Leo Rush, um, Cardona. Eli Everfly, Lance Anawaii, Cardona's out right now. Mordecai tore his bicep a few months ago working a one-off indie match. Uh, you, you got all kinds of people. Megan Bain had messed up her knee as well. Like, it's 
I don't want to say an injury bug, but there's a lot of people sidelined right now. It's unfortunate. You know, the one the one positive of having the blow to roster in AEW is that when people do go down, they've got others that they can plug yes. in. Uh, so that's the one benefit. Now, you spoke to Miro, and Miro made reference to when you fall out of the wheel of AEW, it's hard to get back in because they got so much talent. He was ready to and, come back in January, he claimed to me. Right, yeah. And now you got the addition of Claudio, so that tells me that they're not slowing down when it comes to, to free agents. They're going to keep going after free agents. Do you think that the blow, that the bloated roster is okay given injuries? Uh, do you think, though, or maybe instead that what Miro said is it holds true? It's hard to get back in when you're hurt. Like, where do you where do you see the roster right now? Because they're continuing to add guys. They're dealing with injuries. Forbidden Door, it didn't feel like anybody was missing, but they did have New Japan to kind of, you know, plug some holes. What do you feel about that roster and the fact that they're continuing to go after free agents? Well, they should still go after free agents. They brought in Claudio, which is good. They've got, I mean, that All-Atlantic title match really highlighted, like, their upper mid-card, like, where you've got Nero, uh, Malachi Black, Pac, those are three really great people to have. Of course, MJF is out right now, but, but look at who you have. You still got the Bucks there. You still got Sting, a marquee name there. Darby Allen's okay. Hangman Page is there. Chris Jericho is there. Eddie Kingston, pretty valuable person to have. Moxley is still around. You've got more than enough to fill out a two-hour show. Now, Rampage, I got to be honest. Rampage, I, I don't exactly have a wealth of interest in these days, but... You've got enough high-level talent. Samoa Joe has been out doing doing something else. I think he's been filming something of late, but yeah. he's been off the show as well. That sucks. But I think you have enough high-level talent to where you can still put on an outstanding show. And not only that, almost everybody there can go in the ring too. And that's before we even get to the women's division where you got Thunder Rosa, Britt Baker, Jade Cargill, who all probably need to be used significantly more than they, they are, but they've been very fortunate that it's just like the bunny and red velvet and maybe Penelope that are injured on the women's side of things. Sheeta isn't around, but I, I think that they have enough talent to where they can make this work and do it in, in a manner in which is creatively satisfying for, for talent and for viewers. Do you think that when they get to the point that these guys start coming back from injury, and I know that Brian uh, might be up in the air a little bit because Claudio kind of took his spot in the faction, but when these guys start coming back from injury, do you think it could be more of what Miro was talking about where it's hard to get back in? Or do you think, because we talked in the past about time-off cycles, and I'm still a believer in that, in, in time-off cycles, because you know when guys are off TV yeah. for a couple of months, they come back hotter, they come back healthy. Do you think that that might be Tony Khan's mentality? Even when these guys are healthy, he's not going to have everybody every week or even every other week on television because then when they are there, it's more of a special attraction. Um, I mean, I think most of them – okay, I don't want to say most of them. Brian Danielson, he's going to be fine. Kenny Omega, he's going to be fine. Adam Cole, I feel like Adam Cole has been in a holding pattern waiting for Kenny Omega to come back anyway. Uh, CM Punk, he's going to be all right. The ones that I worry about are guys like Lee Johnson, who have already had trouble getting on TV. Buddy Matthews, who needs to be on screen, needs to be wrestling more than what he was anyway. Hikaru Shida is one that I, I wonder, and I'm like, okay. But the Undisputed Era, I think they're waiting for the Elite Feud anyway. You've got Layla Hirsch. She's going to be gone for probably a full year. Kip Sabian, what was he doing before that? He was doing the Miro thing. Is he going to jump into a feud with Miro? Doubt it. 
doubt that Miro wants to really get into that necessarily right now. The Luthers of the world, he's probably going to have, I mean, he, wasn't, he wasn't on Dynamite to begin with. Some of these people were used as supplemental talent to begin with, but um, there are a few that I, I wonder. Like I, the Bunny and and Penelope, like they they were somebody. They were two people that AW leaned on an awful lot. But since then, a whole lot of talent has come in. Mm-hmm. So I think that there is going to be uh, there's we're going to hear about a lot of people. I don't want to say a lot of people, but more people leaving aew as well not getting renewed and um i I was straight up told there are people on per appearance agreements who have kind of uh left the company and their their deals weren't renewed jake atlas was one of them his deal lapsed while he was out injured and uh in light of some things isn't going to be brought back right right okay well let's move on to uh to john cena because he just returned after a year away and first and foremost i like the black gear on him it was yeah. different. A black hat yeah. with like white, right? It was just different. It was something you haven't seen out of him before. So that was kind of cool. And you want to talk about the John Cena effect when it comes to the ratings. And Brandon Thurston from WrestleNomics pointed this out. Raw beat all of broadcast TV on Monday night in the 18 to 49 demo. That almost never happens. They yeah. beat all of broadcast television. As a matter of fact, Great I, was looking at, I was looking at Fox's numbers on Monday night. Fox's numbers were a trash fire. SmackDown would have beat the shit out of their entire lineup on right. Monday night. So, uh, so Rob beat the crap out of everybody, which is really, really good. Austin Theory got his moment. Looks like that's where they're headed uh, with, with Theory and Cena. I, I asked this on Twitter. Do you genuinely want to see Theory versus Cena at SummerSlam? And if so, why? And the, the top yes answers that I got were, it's a fresh matchup and WWE needs to build new stars. I don't disagree with that. But to me, the problem is I don't think Vince McMahon has shown an ability to scout talent. I feel like the guys that he has kind of put all of his chips behind haven't really been the right guys, like an Omos or like a Theory. So I want to ask you, do you want to see Theory versus Cena at SummerSlam? And if so, why? Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. I wouldn't mind it over. I wouldn't mind it over like a, a retread match because I don't want to see Lesnar and Reigns again, like over and over and over again. Do I think Austin Theory is ready to to take that torch? I don't know, not really. And mm-hmm. I mean, you you would just mention Vince McMahon doesn't scout stars. He does it, and that's not his job anymore. But I mean. Lashley got way more over outside of WWE, came back, and he won the title. Drew McIntyre did the same thing, came back, and he won the title. AJ Styles got over outside of WWE, came in, won the title. You can look at Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt as the one. Kofi Kingston and Big E as well, but Kofi Kingston got it, and he was so over because he was perpetually misused. And that seems like a thing they lean on an awful lot. Really, since the brand split era, I look at, the talent that have won the WWE title and the world title for like the first time. And most of them are people that have already been around for like a decade or uh, Roman Reigns is also one that he, he built, but 
this it's WWE. They should be building people every single year. They should be building people all the time. Like they should be doing that. I think Riddle is a good example. Like you can say, oh, well, he had an indie run. Yeah, but rel- relatively speaking, nobody was watching that shit compared mm-hmm. to right now. And they're doing good character stuff with Riddle that, that appeals to this audience. So I think that's that's another good mark on them as well. But they they do struggle to consistently promote people and then keep them over at a high level. Bianca's done really good. Mm-hmm. And and the, the shortfalls there haven't been her fault. It's because her opponents can't get into the damn ring most of the time for her big matches like Sasha or Bailey or or gosh, what's the one that was this weekend? Rhea. Like she poor poor woman can't face the people that she's booked to face. But they they always have a trouble, they always have an issue keeping them over and keeping them fresh and keeping them interesting. And that was the issue with John Cena for a long time. It was the same thing. The same thing. And Cena got really just, lucky with that Halloween Halloween segment. If if not for the fact that Stephanie saw him freestyling, Cena would have been released. Like that would have happened. And I I can't help but think, and we've talked about this. I really believe that Vince Man is only pushing theory because he looks like John Cena. Yeah. Like I feel like that's the only reason that Vince Man's pushing theory because he looks like John Cena. Just like he only pushed Omos because he's seven three. Like that's that's just kind of how it is. And when I look at SummerSlam. I personally, if there was a story behind it, I would rather see John Cena Montez Ford. I would rather see John Cena yeah. Matt Riddle. I think I might even be more interested in John Cena Veer Mahan if there was a, a story behind it. Theory doesn't do much for me. And and I'm I'm not suggesting he's a kid still, so I'm not suggesting that he's never gonna get there. I don't and think I mean, he's there. Look at look at the way that they built some talent. I want to say John Cena, Randy Orton, Batista, um, Brock Lesnar, that OVW class. Brock won the title in a few months. John Cena won it in under three years. Batista won it in under three years. Randy Orton won it in about two years. Because you establish very, very early on that they these are these guys are on the level. They're they're big time names. And Bianca has been like the one that they've done that with. And even when they did that with her, she had that that really weird run where she was on like main event forever but like she's been the one Rhea Ripley close but they've they've had her away from the top of that card so much that it doesn't necessarily always feel like it so I think they're doing okay with her for that audience but so much they 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 won't consistently build very top talent and say hey this new person or relatively new person they're tip top of the card. And even then, Jimmy, Cena was getting world title matches like a year in, too. Like he was he was wrestling Brock on pay-per-view like a year in. Yeah, well, we'll see what happens. I mean, it sure seems like that's the direction oh, yes, they're headed. Darian says Veer over theory. Come on, guy. I see a lot of money in Veer. I think I Veer think is I think if Veer they promoted him good. the way that he is on social media, forget about what you see on television. And they promoted him the way that he is on social media. The guy that dresses in the sharp suits and the guy that's got a sense of humor. If they actually told you about his backstory, the fact that they made a Disney movie about the guy used to play pro ball. If they did yeah. that, then he could get over. It's because when he's on TV, they've always got him in his gear all the time and they've got him doing the wide eyes and all that shit. It's oh, I, it's I love that they that, that he cut a promo just normally. Yeah, he's done it a couple times now. Yeah, yeah and that's how he should be. Yes, he's a, he's an eloquent, athletic guy. Yeah, Van yeah. Twinblade says, "You mean D- Dork Niece Sal Succo 
the one that screwed Will Washington out of his rightfully won Quizzlemania title. That was pretty good shit, Jimmy. You missed I haven't good seen it, but I heard about it. I heard about it. Denise, I heard Denise was the host Will. of Quizzlemania, yeah. and Will won fair and square. And then she's like, but now we've got to swerve. And she had like six briefcases that people on the panel picked. And whoever just got the right one was the winner, and I got the right one. <laughs> so but that means I, that you wasted the whole show. I know. That's why it's so terrible. Oh, man. I'm a seven-time Quizzlemania champion. Does that mean next week we have to end early again for this crap? No, not next week. It's like oh, a no. month. Oh, okay, okay, okay. All right, all right. I can live with it. I can live with it. Matt J. Uh, Hendricks says, I don't agree with the Omos statement because WWE waited until Braun was no longer hot to put the title on him. Well, and that Braun was almost a good example of WWE. And I even mentioned Bray Wyatt earlier, but where is he right now? He ain't there. He was popular and he ain't there. Braun Strowman and Roman Reigns is one of my favorite feuds of the 2010s. It was outstanding. They should have never, uh, they should have never like really ended that. Anytime they were in proximity, that shit should have been on with them. Braun was white hot at one point, and they did exactly what we said they were going to do, Jimmy. They had him out there doing cricket wireless reads, hanging out with 10 year olds and all yep. that instead of being the guy that got over. Yep. They changed it, and it just wasn't good. He was the hottest thing in, in the company, the hottest yeah. thing in the company until he's dressed like an elf. And he's uh, a love, love scorn puppy dog with Alexa Bliss on uh, Mixed Match Challenge and all that crap. Before who gives then, a shit about Yeah, who gives a shit? Challenge. Yeah, yeah. Before then, he was the hottest thing in the company. And then Nicholas. And that was kind of beginning Spe to end. Speaking of Nicholas, Nicholas Olsen says, am I just making up in my head that Jade said they were looking to add someone to the baddies? Uh, yes, they are. Uh, Stokely said they're doing a baddie search because Red Velvet's hurt. But who do I think it is? I think it should be Sunny Kiss. I really think it should be Sunny Kiss. Um, other than that, I have some ideas, but don't want to tip my hand too much, but I think that Sonny would be a good one. Matt Hendricks says TK said he wanted to use stardom on forbidden door, but couldn't because talent didn't have visas and they were already booked thoughts. Uh, yeah, I believe that. I think that they had, they had a show that day. I think they could have brought at least one person over and done a match, but I think that they should implement that more. Shout out to Phil of Grapsity for asking him that question, but I would imagine that they'll end up, uh, utilizing that talent and matt says cheetah will be fine she's a former champion so is nyla what's nyla doing right now what's Rio doing right now how did you feel about and, and and to me this was a real stretch where people were just kind of looking for something to bitch about how did you feel about people complaining about the way tony khan hugged claudio that's silly i didn't give a shit so silly. So I, I was out of town from Friday until you could have uh, kissed him. Who gives a fuck? Yeah. yeah well, that would have like, been interesting. That would have been interesting. But I was <laughs> I was out of town from Friday until late Monday. And so I was kind of off social media. And Monday late afternoonish when I, I went on Twitter and like Vince Russo is going crazy about Tony Khan. I just thought, my God, who gives like you just said, who gives a shit? The thing and then some people some people now I do want to say one thing. Some people were trying to defend it by saying, well, look at how Vince hugged Taker. This has known Taker for 20 years. I don't it's give not... a shit how long you've known somebody. I, I just don't care. Like, Are you going to hug me like that next time you see me, Sean? Hell no, I ain't hugging you like that. <laughs> Here in a couple weeks, right? If you would get this damn thing confirmed. If I get the damn thing confirmed. Right, I'm ready yeah. to take a little vacation. But anyway, <laughs> keep in mind, if my vacations, if you, my vacations are hanging out with RJ City, how miserable are my vacations? That's, that's terrible. <sighs> that's horrible. 
But anyway, does that, does that mean I have to invite him too? That would be interesting. Him, I mean, I can him talking to uh, talking about a Jays game would be funny. Is Joel but, Pearl watching this? Joel Pearl, we're probably going to invite you. Gonna uh, choke him out at the show. Oh, is that what you're gonna do? Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna choke him out at the show and win the title. But anyway, <laughs> like what I have learned, especially about social media, is that people, by and large, don't care about things. They pretend to care about things. They right. pretend to care about things long enough, and this isn't all encompassing, but there's a very giant section of people that pretend they care about something long enough to make somebody else feel bad about it. Then they move on. And I always think back to today. It's in the news tomorrow. The rapping dead fish with it. I can't even think of how many times people have said, Oh, what is your stance on this? What do you think about this? Well, because you have this many followers in this platform, you need to comment on this. I don't know you shit. I owe you news. Cause that's my job. I don't owe you an opinion on everything. So I, People said, what did you think about the hug? I don't care. Yeah, I don't care. I don't give a shit. No. Uh, Hug people, play play patty cake with them. I don't care. (laughs) And good for you. So the wrap the fish thing, I told Sean that in 2016, and he still uses it to this day. Good for you. Now, you told me that uh, around the Eminem 2K thing, which was true, by the way. Uh, Yeah. It's a couple years So uh, where was Kevin Owens? Not in Texas. Where was he? I don't know. Oh, you don't know? I don't know. Yeah. I got a funny uh, message about that, though. I can't say it on the air, but I did get a funny message. Okay. And but, um, um, we got Jarozul saying that AEW needs to let Ethan Page off the leash. That man can do so much. They need to let him start getting wins, or he's going to be left by the wayside. They do. Um, I, there was a top talent that immediately when Ethan Page is brought in, they're like, he should be a singles guy and he should be a top singles guy. And it's weird that they didn't, it reminds me almost of EC3 in that you got a guy who can talk and they don't let him talk. Yes. You know? Similar. He's, he's on uh, blood and guts this week. I can't remember the opponent. Ethan Page. I'll look it up right now. He's got a singles match on blood and guts this week. I saw that though. But then that makes me happy because that's, that's, an awfully big highlight for him. I can't too. recall who it was. Might've been Darby. I can't My remember. God, they tweet so much. I think <laughs> they tweet so goddamn much on AEW. My God, I'm just sitting here trying to pull it up. I've been scrolling this entire time and I'm only back one day. Christian cage is going to be on the show too. Yeah. Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy. Thanks, that's right. Thanks to our audience. That's right. Jesus. Matt J. Hendricks says KO hates Texas. Jimmy. It's not that hard. That's right. That's what he had said. That's right. I love that. I love that. He said, I hate Texas, so I didn't go. Joe Woods says, do you think Bray Wyatt or Morrissey will return to WWE? I'm kind of tired of asking about Gargano because every time I predict it, I end up being wrong. I think Johnny, I think Johnny's about 50-50 on that. Like, I think that, and this isn't me asking him that, but I think that there's an okay chance of it. I don't think there's any ill will. I think they should bring in Johnny. I think they should bring in Bray. And I think they should bring in Morrissey. Morrissey looks like a million bucks. Yeah. He's shown that he'll play ball and he'll do good. I think he'd be a great addition. He fits there a lot better than AEW as well. He knows that WWE system. Arlo says, hi guys, I'm currently in the hospital with my partner. She's due to give birth soon to our first child. Thanks for the great content you put out. Keep up the great work. 
<laughs> I hope you can at least hear what's going on and you don't miss it. <laughs> this Remember the show. time that you were in my wife's uh, delivery room, but it wasn't actually my wife's? Remember yes, that? I was. And I'm coming back to Toronto, allegedly. Allegedly. If you, allegedly. If you get off your ass, Jimmy. <laughs> get off your I'm ass. I'm waiting on the MLSC rep, Sean Ross that's, app. That's legitimately like the only trip I'm like excited for. Because the rest of them are... You know, oh, because work. of RJ City? RJ City, yeah. Van Twinblade says, Ethan versus Warhorse at Glory... Quit plugging, Van Twinblade! It costs more than two bucks to plug Glory Pro. Jimmy, what else you got on the list? Oh, so I, during... I know what you got on the list. Yeah, what's that? NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Fastest VPN in the world. That's what you got on the list. 70% off the plan. An additional month free. They have three great plans for you as well. You got that standard, which has your VPN. You've got plus, which adds a pass. You've got complete, which adds a locker on top of that. And you still get that great deal. You still get a 30-day money-back guarantee. And you still get that online threat protection, block online trackers, block annoying pop-up ads, and malware. And it works on all your devices. Phone, tablet, desktop, PC, router. I've told the story about how it helped me out downloading some PlayStation Plus games. It's a good time. NordVPN.com slash Fightful. You're going to end up saving money with this. Uh, I ordered a certain pay-per-view this past weekend, and we were able to get it much cheaper than usual. Thanks to NordVPN.com slash Fightful. That's how I'll be ordering UFC this weekend and saving a bunch of money on that as well after the fact, because I'll be at Money in the Bank and doing a post-show afterwards, but NordVPN.com slash a Fightful. You're Which so proud of yourself. Oliver, right? Oliver? Yeah, that's Oliver. That's okay, pretty cool. Right. I wish that was our mascot, honestly. We had a mascot in the office for a few weeks. Did you? One of the guy's dogs was in here for a few weeks. Yep. Okay. So during Raw last week, when Ezekiel, you know, they the, the thing with KO, they kind of it got hot again last week, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, when that happened, I happened to post on Twitter and I said, "All he needs is a third brother, and he can do the Mick Foley thing in the Rumble." Yeah, where he comes in as a character, eliminated, comes in as a character, and then when you know, as Rock continued, he made reference to Elrod, a yep. supposed third brother. Do you think he was just spitballing, or do you think that they might actually debut a third brother? I think they might debut a third brother. Really? Yeah. So there, he's he is the modern day McFoley. This guy. Uh I wouldn't go that far. Well, I in terms of the three characters, close, I mean. but yeah, not nearly as over. Yeah, no, sure, but in terms of, yeah. I mean, the product's not nearly as over either. But in terms of the three sure. characters, he, he might have gone in that direction. That would be fascinating. That'd be fascinating. Would it um, though? Huh? Would it though? Well, what they'd have to do is have the third brother be very different than the other two. Yeah. So Elias is cool. I like Elias. Elias is cool. Ezekiel, sure. I could do that with the tassels and 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 he's kind of like Randy Orton. He's in his gear all the time. Yeah. You know? So the Elrod would have to be very, very different. But uh, yeah. I guess we'll see what happens. Um, I saw a picture of a clean shaven Randy Orton. It looked like he was on vacation. As a matter of fact, it looked like it was the same locale where he did the Cena video. So that might have been where he did it. What's the latest you're hearing on Randy Orton? He ain't coming back anytime soon. He's, is he like they're, the injury is pretty, pretty severe? Yeah, it's pretty bad. Uh, they're expecting him out for the rest of the year, assuming he gets surgery. I haven't heard that he's had surgery. I even reached out to him 
haven't heard back or reached out to WWE. And um, it seemed like to me, like if I would have asked the day before, they probably wouldn't have confirmed it. But that was the day after the Vince story broke. So obviously that's... It, this terrible news is less terrible than this news. So took the took the eyes off of him a little bit. But right. I don't think he's coming back this year. This is my personal hunch. I think he could be back, be out until next spring. Uh, that sucks. That sucks. You're not getting any younger either. Um, anything new on the Vincent Man uh, investigation? Well, there's that story that that came out yesterday, or not yesterday, a couple days ago. Mario Mancini uh, corroborating uh, Rita's allegations, and I mean that popping back up in the news and in mainstream news isn't great. That isn't good. Vince clearly don't give a fuck. He clearly doesn't care based on his conduct. Mm -hmm. Had he not appeared on SmackDown or Raw prior to Cena and then did it, I'd be like, okay, it's Cena, it's 20 years, here's what you're doing. But he literally showed up for no reason twice before. This is like the most obnoxious bullshit. It's, it's literally him saying, I'm not taking this seriously whatsoever, even though I did some shit that was wrong. Yeah. And if you don't think you did anything wrong, you probably need to look a little bit harder. And I'm not even talking about the allegations from the 80s that Mario Mancini has now corroborated. I'm talking about this other stuff where a, a lot of that behavior is gross based on 70, 60-year-old men doing this in like in the office yep. and, and passing somebody like back and forth, like allegedly, which was confirmed by a WWE attorney actually so the that type of coverage that isn't good for Vince they don't want that Fox doesn't want that Universal doesn't want that obviously Vince mm -hmm. doesn't care or at least he's pretending that he doesn't care which I think is the most obnoxious shit at all of all yeah the only thing I want to add to this uh, is a note about the whole Stephanie interim CEO thing so Dave Meltzer reported this past week that Vince's family and Nick Khan were not involved in the decision to appoint her the interim CEO. He said that there was a committee made up of other board, member, board members that appointed her. With all due respect, I saw that and I, I chuckled uh, because this is very typical corporate bullshit. You have to look at the reality. Who picked those board members? Those board members are there yeah. because of who? They're there because Vince wanted them to be there. And so to suggest that Vince McMahon did not have a hand in appointing her as CEO is just absolutely silly. Uh, and so I just kind of wanted to make that point. He absolutely was, in, was involved in the decision to make her the interim CEO. There's no question about it. And to suggest otherwise is just utter nonsense. But uh, so I guess there's no update. Have you heard anything about Stephanie? Like, like I know that there had been word that she wanted to try to um, come forward with some ideas or whatever. I guess nothing yet, right? Um. If I, I mean, if I were Stephanie, I'd be like, well, my foot was already out the door. I'll do what the hell I want. What are you going to do? Fire me? <laughs> like, what did she have to lose? She was gone anyway. I would just do whatever the hell I want if I were her. Yeah, there's only so much she can do. But like Vince still has yeah. the, the voting power. But uh, it's an interesting situation. I can't imagine what it must be like for the, for the, for the children right now, like Shane and Stephanie. It's a very interesting situation. Okay, so you mentioned uh, Rampage. Well, Sorry. we got some super chats and humper chats. Jimothy. 
Joel Wood says, Sean mentioned it 45 times. Damn it, Jimmy. Get it confirmed. Get it confirmed, Jimmy. I'm ready to sit in that long-ass customs line. Chris oh, have you heard about that, Sean? Yeah, I'm not looking forward to it. Pearson Airport in Toronto apparently is the worst it's ever been. You're going to have to go to the airport like three and a half, four hours early, I'm told. Great. Chris says, took a trip to Lithuania recently. Thanks, Sap. Yep, NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Go to Lithuania if you're having trouble with VPN blockers. Nelson Romano says, do you see Stephanie becoming CEO chairwoman permanently? Eventually, yeah, I do. Uh, but not when you not say, okay, right. d- d- define eventually. I think there's a solid possibility that Vince McMahon superficially steps down from his roles because he doesn't give a shit about being chairman or CEO anymore. He cares about running. Saying. I think there's a chance that this happens without giving up his shares. Yes. And um, retaining creative. Right. Right. Alex says, SRS, do you think Cena wrestles at SummerSlam? Yep, I do. But if they brought him back for just that promo, woof, terrible. Josh says, Jimmy Van, thoughts on the boys, hero-gasm. Yeah, so I, I was going to mention this. So, you know, I realize that I'm, you know, maybe a little bit older than a lot of no our, spoilers. our viewers. No spoilers. Uh, no, no spoilers, no spoilers. I know I'm a little bit older than some of our viewers, and I read the comments usually after we do this podcast. I'll see people poke little things like, it's so funny that Jimmy doesn't know the boys is based on a comic book. I know it's based on a comic book, but I'm not a comic book reader. And so a lot of this stuff is new to me because I'm not familiar with it. I only decided to watch it because my wife enjoys comic book stuff and I don't. And my wife said, it's different. It's different. It's different. So I watched it for that reason. I like it. It's, it's, it's very funny. It's very creative. It's a, it's a different side to superheroes that are not typical with the typical superhero movie. And so I like it. And Homelander, I'll, I'll say this much. You know, we used to think that Homelander was Cody Rhodes or Cody Rhodes is Homelander. Cody Rhodes is not Homelander, Sean. Vince McMahon is Homelander. Yeah. Because without giving away too many spoilers, on the current season of uh, The Boys, season three, I believe, Homelander, who's, you know, a bad guy pretending to be a good guy, he kind of, he's had enough. And on live television, he basically cuts a promo on the world on live television, basically says, fuck you all, I'm better than all of you. And after he did that, his rating shot up, like his popularity rating shot up. That's Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon, there's allegations about hush money and allegations that you raped a female referee. And there he is getting a pop live on Raw, Sean. Vince McMahon is Homelander, not Cody Rhodes. So um, in the middle of that, somebody sent me Radio Shack's Twitter. Have you seen that lately? No. Do they still exist? Oh, they certainly exist on Twitter right now, Jimmy. What happened? Radio Shack tweeted two hours ago, if you find a squirter, marry her. Three hours ago, this guy fucks. 19 hours ago, just took an upper decker in Applebee's. Ask me anything. (laughs) June 28th, took the second half of an edible after feeling nothing from the first half is always a bad idea. The chocolate bar got me out here fighting for my life. Why Why are we talking about this now? Why not? Because, Jimmy, if you want your dick to have superhero strength, Check out bluechew.com and the code Fightful. Look at Jimmy. Look at Jimmy. He's getting up there in age. Look at this, Bluechew.com and the Look code this, Fightful. Sean. Oh, no. No, Jimmy. No. 
Blue Chew has the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. But they Sean work on your schedule. Or, or God damn, whoa! But they work. Now I'm the champ, Sean. <laughs> oh, no. But if you're not on schedule, they work for you, too. Whenever the opportunity or the mood arises, or when it doesn't, it gets you going. No awkward conversations with the doctor. No waiting in line at the pharmacy because it's prescribed online if you qualify and ship straight to your door. Just pay $5 shipping. But get your first shipment free when you use the code FIGHTFUL. I've done a lot of these reads in the past. That's um, the best one ever. Don't be disrespectful and hold the championship upside down, Jimmy. No, I'm, hold it right side up. Down? Hold it right oh. side. Yeah, it's upside down. Bluechew.com code fightful. <sighs> Prescribe online, is- ship straight to your door, arrive discreetly. What isn't to love about bluechew.com and the code fightful? Joel Wood says, Jimmy using Bluetooth live on the air. We've officially gone off the rails, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. Oh, you'll be railing something with bluechew.com and the code fightful. Matt Hendricks, was, go ahead. No, I was going to say, this might be the closest you ever get to the Fightful Championship belt. This is why I got this up. We'll see. There. We'll see. There's a pool table in the suite of the last Jays game. I'm jumping off of that and knocking out Joel Pearl. Uh-huh. Triple H NXT update, says Matt Hendricks. I don't have one as of yet. I asked people, and they said that they really hadn't heard much uh, follow-up. Bill Himmett says, was my super chat missed? Bill, send it again with some little stars, and I'll I'll see if I can track it down, but I'll also scroll up. we got about nine minutes left. I'll track it down. Jimmy. Oh, Bill Himmett says that Jay White media interview is money. Funny story, when I interviewed Jay White, I thought he was legit, like, pissed at me. I even asked the PR guy, I was like, is he pissed? And he's like, no, he's working. I was like, well, he's good at that shit. He's very good (laughs) at it. You bought it. You bought it. I did. Uh, By the way, guys, got a few interviews up over the past week. Leo Rush was a really good one. Uh, Kenny Omega, Jimmy, that one happened. And Miro, Kenny Omega is our most watched interview of the year already. Big shocker. Cool. And I love Miro. Miro, Miro seems oh, like a real wonderful. fun guy. Yes, wonderful. he's a fun guy. You mentioned Rampage earlier, so I want to ask you about this because there's kind of two sides to, to, to look at this. So last Friday, they did 422,000 viewers. They did a 0.12 rating in 18 to 49. That rating is terrible. Uh, Raw on Monday did almost five times that in the demo. It's just a really bad demo rating. Obviously, Friday night at 10 o'clock, that's a tough time slot for the younger demo. Yeah. Uh, so do you think that AEW and TNT don't care because it's cheap first run programming that they usually tape on Wednesdays? Uh, or do you think that AEW needs to, to look, look for a move? Cause the one thing I'll tell you, and we talked about this before, if I'm Tony Khan, I'm not booking anything of significance on that show. And he has done that like plenty of times in the past. I'm not booking anything of significance on that show because why book a feature matchup that hardly anybody's going to see? At this point, I would, if I were AEW, I'd be like, hey, can we try Friday at 7? Because if you do 400,000 viewers Friday at 7, it's better than doing 370,000 views. I I would argue that doing 20,000 viewers less at 7 is better than doing it at 11. 
because I mean, my God, it's such a late show. People have a more opportunity to DVR and watch it. I would try to move it, but ultimately they are beholden to what Warner Media wants because Warner Media is the one that's paying for the rights. Yeah, and I'm I I don't know what the what the cost is for, from Warner Media just for Rampage. I don't recall what the contract stated. Obviously, it's way less than Dynamite. Yeah, but uh, but obviously Punk was the peak. The first episode was the peak, and maybe it was always going to be the peak. Yeah. But when I see a 0.12, I mean, that's just not good. And and so that's why I kind of question if neither party cares because it's cheap and we tape it and it's, you know, it's not a lot of effort. Yep. Uh, we've also got Joel Wood saying, so with the issues with Punk, Brian, and Claudio, is Eddie Kingston working his own angles or does he legitimately hate everybody? He's a, he's a very good sports entertainer and pro wrestler. Yeah. I've that's seen lots I'll of say. pictures with Claudio and, and Eddie together. Yeah. He's like a this. very smart guy and yeah. – People want to be on on like most people know that he and Cesaro are yeah. all right, but they want to watch him beat the shit out of each other, man. Let me ask you this, Sean. What do you think was the better heel turn, Hulk Hogan at the Bash of the Beach or Glenn Jacobs on Twitter? Well, Hogan because it was an angle. Well, for a while it was an angle, <laughs> but uh, Glenn Jacobs says some of the most ignorant bullshit I've I've seen, and he used to be the guy that a lot of wrestlers would go. He's so smart. He's so smart. Man, yeah. He says the dumbest shit. You know what's interesting is there's only so many guys that are universally loved, right? Like everybody would say that about Owen Hart when he passed away, that like everybody loved him. Big yeah. E, when he got hurt, everybody's praising him. Uh, Claudio, like everybody from WWE, is raving about his, his debut. And Glad Jacobs is one of those guys. You never really heard a bad thing about him in the locker room. Yeah. And now even Mick Foley and Sean Waltman are giving him shit for, for his Twitter takes. Like sometimes just put the phone away, you know, put the phone away. Yep. Probably should. And that's, that's where I'll kind of leave it. He probably should. Okay. I want to ask you about this one because this is kind of interesting. So Gina Carano was on Joe Rogan's podcast. Uh huh. And I hadn't seen her in a while, you know, since, since, since she had Cause some, she, cause she says stupid shit on the internet too. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then she lost the Mandalorian and, and I haven't heard that much about her. Uh, so in the past, it was revealed that the UFC tried to book Gina Carano against Ronda Rousey. Mm -hmm. And obviously it just never came together. Apparently both of them are still open to it. And Carano now, Ooh. she just turned 40 in April. And by her own admission, she's got to get into shape. Ronda Rousey just turned 35 in February. But apparently Which, they both are open to Keep in mind, it. Gina Carano staying in shape was an issue when she fought right. 10 years ago. Yeah, like yeah. she she had a lot of trouble with that back then, at least uh, fighting shape and uh, making weight and all that stuff. But, buddy, the way that Ronda Rousey would beat the living shit out of that woman, <laughs> Ronda Rousey would <laughs> fuck up Gina Carano so bad. Well, apparently, so bad. Apparently, they want to do the fight not because of animosity. They want to do the fight because they have so much love and respect for each other, and they sure. look at it. They look at it as a bucket list thing. Both of them. They look at it as a bucket list. Well, thing. well that that's good. Catching an ass whooping's on her bucket list. <laughs> Ronda Rousey would beat the living <laughs> shit out of Gina Carano. There was no specific thing that I would look at Gina Carano and say top. 10 15 20 skill set yeah. in the world at one point ronda rousey i mean ronda rousey could hop in and probably have the best judo skills of anybody still 
in MMA. It just wasn't enough for her to win the top-level fights anymore. If she put her in there against a the top-15 person right now, there's a very solid chance that Ronda Rousey still mops the floor with him. Mm-hmm. At one point, Ronda Rousey was the only woman on the UFC roster knocking out people cold. And I'm not talking about TKOs. I'm talking like out cold. Mm -hmm. She had a lot of core strength from where she had done all that judo. She had a lot of power that was generated from that. And she was knocking people out. It's just her technique wasn't exactly great. And her coaching was miserable. However, it was better than whatever Gina Carano had. And she would beat the shit out of Gina Carano. Give me that fight. I'll watch it. I'm yeah, I mean, I, I don't think it's unfair for me to say that Gina's aesthetic got her got her stardom. I don't course, think that's unfair sure. to say. But here's here's my question for you. Do you she think beat, there's a... I just want to say, she beat a couple good fighters. Like, she beat Julie Kedsey, Tanya Evinger, Kelly Cobald. Mm -hmm. Like, she beat some good fighters. Rosie Sexton. But Rosie Sexton was, like, way smaller than her. Um, and, yeah, she beat some good fighters. She absolutely did. It's just... Uh, it became pretty clear by the Cobalt fight that like those skills weren't necessarily where yeah. like Cyborg was at that yeah. point. Yeah. Cyborg beat the crap out of her. Yeah. Well, what, what do you think the odds are? Let, let, let's for fun. Odds. Said in on Twitter. Hate though. <laughs> Corona. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think the odds are? If you were to throw odds at it, that, it, that the fight actually takes place because Brock was was the precedent that WWE is willing to let that happen if they think that there's something in it for them. So what do you think the odds are that that fight could actually happen? So I didn't see exactly what Carano had said, um, but I think there's a fair chance. I, I'd put it like 30 percent, maybe. maybe. OK, she told Rogan basically that she she needed to, to lose weight and get into shape. She said she was going to do it the last time. Yeah. But what happened was before she was able to establish a team. Dana White let the cat out of the bag and started because you know that's Dana White. Yeah. And that pissed her off because then when she would try to go into a gym, everybody immediately knew what she was looking to do. Uh, but she but she still said she loved Rhonda and that she was open to the idea. And apparently Rhonda said, uh, because I guess Gina told Rhonda, you know, I I I gotta get into shape. I have to lose weight. And Rhonda was joking, hell, I'll fight you at 205. Apparently, Rhonda yeah. said that. Yeah, I mean, they so. they don't need to cut like weight for this or anything like that. Right, right. Okay. Um, death before dishonor. So AEW confirmed it's going to happen Saturday, July 23rd in Lowell, Massachusetts. I saw the Twitter graphic and the Twitter graphics got Jay Lethal and FTR and Jonathan Gresham, Wheeler, Yuta, Mercedes Martinez and Samoa Joe. Any thoughts on any impending ring of honor debuts or any names from AEW or even new Japan that would make sense for crossover work for that show? No, I mean, they, they're going to have, obviously like Jonathan Gresham and guys like that, Samoa Joe, Claudio, who they, they posted on the Claudio was originally discussed, like come in for that show, which I thought was kind of cool, but um, I haven't necessarily heard of anything. I think they're going to try to make it. it it's, I don't want to say it's going to be their NXT, but it's going to be kind of be like that. It'll be more like their new Japan strong than their NXT. I think um, right. King of the North mentions to Yeah. That'd be a good one. All right. That's all I got, man. Knowyournews.com. The Know Your News Tonight podcast this week. Anshul Vash, who you know really well. Love Chili. Hopefully, yep. I'm going to see her in a couple weeks. Hopefully. And uh, get the flick out of here with Kate and Alex. This week, they did a show called Animal Face-Off on Animal Planet, which yeah. I'm sure was fantastic. So knowyournews.com. You can check that stuff out.
Guys, list goes on over on FightfulSelect.com right after this. See you there. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.